Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that Technicolor rainbow in between. We are the Too Late Update podcast, and it's bonus episode time. Yay! Bonus episode! So, the Technicolor, Technicolor rainbow part is banned in Qatar, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we can bring you the Technicolor rainbow. If, you, if you're listening yeah, to this are... in Qatar, and I know you are, um, <laughs> just remember... That we we support all of our LGBTQ plus friends, uh, and uh, and and loved ones uh, throughout the world. Um, so yeah, it, one thing I think is going to be funny. Just to kind of touch on it. It's going to be really funny come like the next Pride Month, when you see all of these companies that have been sponsoring Qatar and everything like that, um, the Qatar World Cup, and uh, then having to turn around and. Uh, Pretend that they, you know, they want your pride money, basically. So that'll be fun. To be fair, there's not actually that many companies that have been official sponsors. No, a lot of them have pulled out. Budweiser are, and then they weren't allowed to sell their beer. (laughs) Oh, you don't like to see that. You don't like to see that. So, moving on a little bit. Um, so what we're going to be talking about today, because we don't have a Hodge, we lost him. Yeah. We'll have a look down the back of the cushions at some point and see if we can find him. Uh, we is, don't... Um, say again? I think he is a little bit um, not feeling up to podcasting following a social engagement last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. He uh, tied one on, did he? Wedding. Of course. But yes, so... Uh, our topic this week, as we don't have a Hodge, is going to be our top PlayStation 3 games um, of all time. We had a bit, this is a bit of an interesting one because I had a PlayStation 3 and an Xbox 360 during this generation. So yeah. there might well be a few games that aren't on this list, which if we ever did an Xbox 360 list, might be, might turn up there. So you might be wondering where are they on this list. Um, the other thing is, as ever, I've kind of tried to keep for one per franchise where necessary. So we'll sort of see how that goes. So how about you, Kev? Have you, have you got, what, have... Yeah, so PlayStation 3 in this um, in this generation was generally my exclusives machine. Yeah. Um, we, are, we are talking about a generation where a lot of games tended to run a bit, uh, well, cross-platform games tended to run a bit better on xbox yeah. and most of our friends were playing on xbox so tended to get tended to play a lot of cross cross uh platform games on xbox so there's only a few third parties basically what i've gone with is the games i associated with playing my playstation 3 same yeah. so like so like you there will be games um because this was really a generation of cross-platform games third there's a lot of really great third-party games in this generation probably Probably the most in any generation, I think. I would have said so, yeah. I think there are some some big, big shifts in this. I think um, what's interesting is that um, it, it's interesting that I always thought of it as Xbox having had a, a stronger generation in this thing. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't actually the case. I think PlayStation did still outsell it overall. Um, yes, it did. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was... Um, it was- it had a very bad start, mm-hmm. but by the end of the generation, PlayStation has had, had outside X, outside Xbox, which I think a lot of people forget. Yeah, it's because PlayStation's a stronger, generally stronger brand worldwide. Yeah, um, Microsoft sold a lot of sold, sold a lot in the US, 
Yes. A lot of games journalists are in the US. So the interpretation is that Microsoft are doing very well, whereas actually Microsoft doesn't sell anything in Japan. Microsoft doesn't sell much in like Brazil. No. Eastern Europe, places like that. So Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting. The one thing I would say about this generation that I don't think can be denied, um, whether you prefer the exclusives on the Xbox or exclusives on the PlayStation, the exclusives that were on the PlayStation looked amazing uh, yeah. in comparison to what was happening on the Xbox 360. Um, when it when it, when a game was made for the PS3 by a first party studio, they looked. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I'm sure we'll cover a few as we go through, but um, it's yeah. Um, but okay, so we'll kick off. Kev, do you want to give us your number 10? Yeah, so um, in some respects, number 10 is quite a tough slot. I will, I think when, when I do number one, I mention some honorable mentions, but so number 10 is, is a third party game, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's a very late PlayStation 3 game. It's South Park, the Stick of Truth. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, I was I was just looking at this and like yeah, I because towards the end of um, when I got a PlayStation Four, and I was sort of, I sort of found like I stopped playing games on the Xbox anyway. It's like because I couldn't box it, um, so I started like uh, third party games. I started getting on the PlayStation Three again, um, and this was a very late third party game. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it came out in twenty fourteen, so after the PlayStation Four was released. We weren't 100% sure what we are going to get with it. Most South Park games prior to this had been pretty terrible, yep. safe to say. Um, but yeah, this came out. It was a Paper Mario-inspired... That's RPG. definitely what it felt like to me. Yeah. yeah. Definitely JRPG, but, I think you can say, yeah. But with heavy involvement for Matt, Matt and Trey, yep. like they were involved in all the rights of the game, to the point it feels like a season of South Park. Yeah. Uh, wasn't this done by Obsidian as well? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obsidian, well known for doing, you know, um, Fallout New Vegas. Um, mm. Obviously been bought by Microsoft now, but they're, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you can kind of tell because it's, it's like, it's not just a piss take of an RPG. It's also a solid RPG. Mm. Yeah. It's not doing anything complicated, but in some respects, I want JRPGs to do this kind of thing. Yeah. I love the Persona games. They're not they it's turn based, not nothing too nothing too complicated, but it expands within the expands the the gameplay within that sort of narrow framework. Yeah. Um and again, this does this. You're you're basically doing the Mario Party thing where you're pressing buttons along with doing moves. You don't get a massively expansive skill set, but what you do have matters. You get I think it's is it two or three people you control at a time? Uh, I think it was well, it's definitely two, two. It was two. I think it was two in this game. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you make your own character who is basically voiceless throughout. Yeah. Um, whose superpower seems to be he can do horrible farts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just feels like the and you can go around exploring South Park, which is brilliant. Um, there's lots of little bits for fans of the TV series. It's very well. It's written. For fans of it, like with love for the thing, like um, all the collectibles or stuff you've seen in South Park episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the 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 best thing about this is I think this is the funniest video game that's ever been made. Uh, yeah. It's, well, you, the only thing it's probably competing with is the sequel, <laughs> uh, which I don't think did it as well. 
Well, uh, yeah, I, it, it's worth saying. There's there's probably a, a, a like this game is horrible. There are moments of the, if you can get the uncensored version, play yeah, the uncensored it's part version. Of the UK. Yeah, there is. Um, uh, <laughs> there is. I mean, you fight against the biggest abortion you've ever seen, which yeah. is yeah pretty horrible. Um, oh yeah, that's that's just nasty. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I had this on PC, so I had this completely uncensored, and it was okay. worth it. Um, yeah, and there, there's just bits that are just downright hilarious. Like the, the first time you go to Canada. Yes. Yeah. And everything's done in the the, the, the art of South Park until that point, and then that just becomes like... like it's like Ultima or bit. something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic game. I think... I think even without the South Park stuff, it's still a fun game. But yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, um, and it's you know yeah. full of like side quests and things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like you have to do the side. Well, you don't have to, but you know you should do because they're really good. Yeah. Um, and some of the optional bosses are really funny, and you get to like find Mister Hanky and like fight crab people and various other things. It still has one of the, it has one of my best lines from. Because it's not from an uh, an episode; it's from this game. Is from the crab people, where it goes, they look like crab, but they kissed like people. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, for those who don't know, the the line is supposed to be, they uh, what is it? Smell like crab, look like people. <laughs> yeah, or talk like people, or whatever else it is like people. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I think I had that on PC, which is probably why it wouldn't have made uh, this list. So, uh, my number 10 is, uh, again, I've, I've mentioned this once before on another on another episode, but I'm going to mention it here as well. Uh, it's Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's a bit of a shock, but yeah, it's a, it's a great game. Yeah, I, I, I really like this game. Um, I, again, it's it may just be because, it's funny enough, I had the demo of this on the Xbox, and this was one of the very rare games that ran better on the PS3 than it did on the Xbox 360. And on the PS3, this game looked stunning. Um, really, really good. Um, again, I I was a huge fan of um, God of War. This game is effectively Dr- Castlevania God of War. I mean, it is. Um, uh, and it's really good. It's got excellent performances from um, Patrick Stewart, and oh god what's his name now um all right i'll have to cut that i can't remember his name but it's got excellent Um, performances from from patrick stewart and a number of other notable actors um it does some really fun things with the castlevania law uh some of the images and the like some of the images and like the the graphics and stuff in this game are astounding they look so good um and you know, I was I I really loved this. I would say the the sequel is kind of disappointing for a number of reasons. Um, I still I do like the sequel. It's just nowhere near as good as this. Um, but this is a this is a really solid, you know, action adventure um, platformer basically. Um, in, in it's really good, really fun. Um, if you get the chance, check it out. You can pick it up on PC now. Uh, for nothing, and if you've got Game Pass, you can get it on the Xbox 360 version on that. So check it out. Really, really good. Genuinely, really good. Uh, I have said before, I'm a little bit upset that apparently, if you're a proper Castlevania fan, you don't like this. 
because it isn't the same fucking 3D, 2D Metroidvania game you've had six times. But yeah, there we go. Cool. Um, The actor was Robert Carlyle. It was Robert Carlyle. Yes. So, yes, I I think when we mentioned it in the episode, I think this game is very good. Uh, I think there's quite a lot of Shadow of the Colossus thrown in as well. Yeah. So, um, So my number nine is also a game that I've mentioned on the podcast and it's a bit of a cult game on the PlayStation 3. It's Valkyria Chronicles. Oh, yes. We have talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think we went through it on the podcast, but it's basically uh, a game released by Sega, weirdly. Sal Shaded Art Style, but you're basically, it's a tactics war game. Yeah. But you're from the point of view of um, this basically Belgium or Netherlands caught in a war between russia and the allies france type thing so you're um, you're not belgium facing off against not russia and not germany yeah, yeah. yes yeah so you know, that that's one that's what you're doing um i just love, like i really like the gameplay it was a really simple stuff i don't think i've ever seen anyone do it as well at this point like it's a rather than a like a top-down turn-based tactics game it's 3d mm-hmm. um you have to be careful your positioning you know, if you're poking out at the end of your turn, you can be shot and will be shot. Um, you have to use your players properly. Um, each, each, like you build a squad, and each one has different abilities. Like um, the the big hulking guys have good defense, but and you need them to take down tanks, but they can't move very far. Um, your scouts can move fast and you know sneak up behind enemies and take them out. Um, your machine gunners can provide cover. Snipers, obviously. Um, but I think the best thing about this game is the story. Yeah, it's a, a brilliant story based on yeah, based on um, old version of World War World War One or Two, um, whichever way you look at it. Um, that goes into like these old gods called the Valkyria, who not old gods but old humans called the Valkyria, who were have super massive superpowers. Um, that that becomes both sides. But basically, the core of it is you're a small group fighting for your freedom. On this massive the country that's being very aggressive um yeah it's a great game it's not one that many many people played but um I, enough did to get a re-release and you can play that i think it's on ps4 and switch yeah I imagine it's on xbox one as well um highly recommend it it's a very good game i played it a few years ago when it was re-released and it's still great um yeah i cool I think, yeah, again, we, we did talk about that. Um, it's, and it's, again, it's one of those games that I might have to go back to because I remember I didn't enjoy it when I first played it. Or at least I got to a point and I got stuck. And I was like, yeah. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. As you, yeah, you as you go on, you may need to um, do some side... You can do side quests. They're not very interesting, but you kind of have to do them to get your character levels up enough. Ah, uh, okay. To upgrade to be able to do the later things the later the later levels i think the earlier levels are way more fun in that you can experiment a bit with the later levels you make a mistake you are in trouble yeah um yeah you cannot be you need to be behind cover at the end of every turn fair enough yeah cool. uh, and if you you know, you know you make an error but you can save at the end of every turn so it's not one of those games it's not um uh it's not that you have to restart the whole thing if you're like oh that that worked that time i'll save that yeah uh, yeah cool yeah i mean it's, it's funny because when i first when i first played it i would say i would hadn't played a hell of a lot of tactical games yeah um 
recently I've played a fair few where I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go back to it and see if I have a better experience, if you see what I mean. Um, cool. So, yeah, my uh, number nine uh, is probably not very far removed from my number ten. Um, my number nine is Devil May Cry 4. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, obviously fourth in the Devil May Cry franchise. Um, and is the first one to feature Nero as the main sort of protagonist of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. This is this is a fun game. Um, I, I think what I really liked about it is that it, it's just Devil May Cry. It, it, mm. I mean, it, it very similar to kind of Devil May Cry Five in a lot of ways. It's like it's not, it's not a re- It's not like DMC. I don't think. Well, I'm also not one of those people who thinks that DMC is a bad game. I just prefer this. DMC is another character action game where they try to reinvent it a bit. This is just Devil May Cry, and it's great. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think I prefer DMC. That is, do you know what the thing is? I'm not. I can I can see an argument for both. Yeah. Um, I really like DMC. I know a lot of people didn't because yeah, but a lot of, a lot of people got in a huff about it when the original artwork was released. That you, was you... when. You it was like because him. oh look he's an emo like yeah and like well maybe just play the game and make a decision yeah we, we I think this is something that's a pattern with us we don't get upset by norm like stupid things that some people get very very annoyed about like yeah. the Last Jedi or the Last of Us Two there's always like going, no I just don't like this one thing and they all create a fucking cankerous mass around that. Yeah. Um, I think that was the case with DMC. But no, Devil May Cry 4 was really good. Um, really, really, uh, really, really cool. Really, really fun to play. Um, you know, big game as well. Quite long. Go, like, you get, you get to play about 15 missions as um, uh, Dante. Sorry. Well, yes, you do. About 15 missions as Dante and another 15 as Nero. So it's like, it go, like it's a big-sized game for, yeah, for Devil May Cry. Yeah, I, I see- I seem to think a lot of criticism was because you basically go for the game as Dante and then you go uh, go for games Nero and then you go back through the game as Dante, yeah. Dante, you basically go backwards as Dante, which I think uh, a lot of people were annoyed about. Right, I I like that. <laughs> so, right. yeah. but well, then I, I like to each our own. I mean, um, that, I just remember that being one of the overall criticisms. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like it's a bit like, but I always saw that as a bit like uh, Resident Evil Two. But there we go. So yeah, yes, I suppose. Yeah, I think the the difference is Resident Evil Two. You feel like it's is it concurrent in Devil May Cry Four? Uh, not really. Sort of, a bit, kind okay. of. I can't remember. I think the bits of it are, but a lot of it isn't. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, what did you have then for your number eight, then, Kev? Yeah. So my number eight is Journey. Okay. Yes. Um. So. Generally, in this generation, Xbox tended to own the indies. A little bit, yeah. 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 Um, they they tended to be the one that they had the Xbox uh, Live, some of uh, Xbox, some of Arcade. Um, yeah. And that was the, like the premier place for preview new indies. The Xbox were first to it. Sony had to basically play catch up for a long time. Towards the end of the generation, they were. Um, but there was this little studio, and I've forgotten the name of the studio, um, that Sony had. Put a lot of money into. Um, I do know who you mean. Um, uh, they made a game called Plankton. Plankton, and then um, that game company. That game company. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, the name of the company is 
that game company. We just yeah. might need to make it <laughs> clear yeah. for that. Um, so they they sort of put like a seeding thing. So they got three games out of them. So they made a game called Flow. Sorry, not Plankton. Flow. Flower, which is very good. And they made this sort of their masterpiece. Yeah. Um, it was a two, two and a half hour game. It wasn't very long. No. Um, you played it as this sort of like chirping little cloth man. Yeah. Um, people would intermittently join your game. You never got to know their names. You would just sort of chirp at them, see them, and then they'd wander off. Um, but this game was so... The, the art and the presentation is so beautiful. Um, yeah. Very quiet. I think people have a different interpretation of what it's about. I just sort of think it's the journey of life. You start on your own. Um, you go through various phases. Uh, there's one bit where you're like sliding downhill. And I think that's sort of like your like late teens, 20s, like, yay, everything's fun. Wee! Um, you get stuck in a cave, running away from a monster. <laughs> uh, and you sort of end like crawling slowly up a fr- frozen mountain. Um, I mean, okay, I hadn't, I hadn't looked at it in quite as bleak as terms as that. Um, yeah, but the, well, you know, it's like just what... just different phases of everything you're going through. Yeah, you know. But then that's, I think that's, um, uh, I think that's very, uh, very apt that people can play this game and have their own uh, yes. interpretation of of what's going on in it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's it's a great game, and it was one of those where like. Uh, and still now, to be fair, that online play online play can be quite toxic. Yes. And then yeah. you just made this thing was like, oh, you just see someone, you sort of hang around for them for a bit, and then they leave. And again, yeah. at that point of my life, things like you'll have friends for a bit, and they'll probably leave your life at some point. Yeah. They might not, but that's fine. Um, yeah. This is this was a great game. Uh, yeah, I think it won multiple game of the year awards the year it came out. It was uh, fantastic. Yeah, and I just again. One of the best-looking games on the PlayStation, despite being from a small. Again, it's that thing of um, uh, how to put it: uh, art direction over mm. technical um, technical direction, almost. Because yeah. it doesn't, you know, uh, this this game you could do probably on the generation previous to this, and it would have looked as good. Mm. I mean, it looks better on this, obviously, but yeah. I, I'm just saying it's like because it's it's not a. It's not a powerhouse, but it's the art direction looks wonderful. Yeah, beautiful game. Uh, so my number eight is probably a bit different. My number eight is Metal Gear Solid Four. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yes. So uh, again, this this is probably on here as one of those technical standout. Um, this is what the PS3 can do. Uh, yeah, this was the first game like that. Yeah, or at least the first game I sort of like definitely went this is this is fu- like this is next generation in terms yeah. of it, i mean i would say on the xbox they had gears of war which was kind of there this is the next generation game this yeah. isn't just ps2 with smoother frame rates this is like a, a brand new you know um gen of consoles and uh, and also you know uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 has some really great moments in it that I, I still sort of remember. I think it's a huge shame you can't play this game on current consoles. It's just baffling. Yeah. Um, it's one it, of those that's lost a bit. Yeah, um, it, that's something that needs to be rectified. Um, but uh, it, it's you know it's it closes out Solid Snake's story, um, and it's you know 
very good. Uh, it's it's what it does that to in a very satisfying way, whilst also being mm. because it's done by Hideo Kojima, completely fucking bananas as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it's probably nowhere near my favourite Metal Gear games, which is probably why it's quite low on this list comparatively. Um, but you know, it's still a, it's still a actually fantastic game, and it's kind of one of those things where a lot of the gameplay from this was kind of taken on into Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker, and then Metal Gear Solid Five as kind of the expansion of of what mm-hmm. Metal Gear was going to be because it wasn't going to be that kind of up down left right kind of almost feeling like it was four, you know, four directions almost in even in Metal Gear Solid Three. Sort of. I'm not describing what I'm saying there, but Metal Gear Solid One, Two, and Three are obviously iterations on the same general idea, but with three having probably the biggest jump, whereas yeah. four is a complete change. I think. Yeah, they're top down NES yeah. style games, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, yeah. So, what have you got for number seven then, Kev? I have got Jason. Oh. Jason. Jason. Uh, so you have heavy I, I rain. Could, yeah, I could, I could like do the review like that. We we have a friend called Jason, so <laughs> that is how we say his yeah. name. Yes, Jason. Uh, there was the, the famous bit in this game where you could wander around a mall, um, saying Jason for however long you wanted. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to continue the story. Next to Jason, <laughs> arguably staying in that mall is the best ending. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's never died in that one, did it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is uh, it's this game feels completely unique to the PlayStation. Like I don't think there was anything like it on any of the other consoles. Uh, um, Not really. I mean, the closest thing yeah. would have been its immediate predecessor, which is what was it, Project Indigo, Indigo or Fahrenheit, depending on where you live in the world. Yeah, I'd never played that one. So when this is like the first game I played, like this sort of this narrative. Yeah. Hard to describe, but you you are playing certain things, but you're it's more like quick time events, sort of narrative game. Yeah. Um written around this like pulpy mystery, um, where there is this origami killer who is taking children and um putting parents through tests to save them. Yeah, I, I felt like this was almost like an episode of the X Files. Yeah, a little bit. One of one yeah. of the you know, one of the non supernatural ones that tend to be quite good in that they're very creepy this would have been a scully episode yeah yeah and, yeah. and it would have had more jesus in it but yes um uh yeah so um yeah uh, just yeah, to so let you know sorry i didn't say this i also have this as number seven. Oh, okay yep that would have been oh, okay there we yeah. go um yes so you're you're on the, you're basically you're tracking down this killer you're one of you one of you plays a character whose son is taken yep but the Ethan who lost his first son, Jason, and now him and his wife split up, um, and he's looking after his other next son. Well, you... I don't know what the name of the next son is because Sean. It's Sean. It's because yeah. you don't press X to say his name constantly. You do in one bit, but it's less. It's yeah. less Jason. It's more yeah. Sean. <laughs> it's different. Um, so your your son is taken. Um, you play as a a detective who's trying to solve it. You play as a former cop who is going around interviewing people as well. And Private investigator, yeah. 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 Um, and a, a reporter. Yeah. 
So you, you play um, as all of, all of those characters and and through different and yeah, different um, parts of the story. Um, yeah. I don't know how spoiler heavy we want to go. Probably not all the way. But one thing that did annoy well, me, I, I, I don't know. It's a very old game. At this mm, point. Let's let's not let's not go to I, massive spoiler. But I will say one thing. The only thing that really annoyed me is that you know you play as the FBI guy, right? Yeah. It makes no fucking difference. It literally makes I, no difference yeah. to the entire plot. If you, if, you like, did you try and get the platinum for this? Oh no, no, well, God, so no. I, the, the first time I played it, basically he didn't solve it. Yeah, and he ends up like it, like in an opium den or something. Yeah. Uh, um, but he, if he does solve it, he does help towards the end. But you can play the game without. You can finish the game without yeah. him solving it. This um, is this he, game has a proper ending, basically. Yeah. yeah. He he is. He is not helpful. I think he's a red herring in some respect. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the, the primary characters are Ethan and the journalist, I think. Yeah. I, I thought what was also kind of funny was what was really good about this is that if you fail, the game doesn't game over. The game continues with that fail, which was really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want more games to do that. Um where it's like, okay, you failed this quick time event and you didn't manage to stop someone from running away, right? Yeah. That becomes part of the story. Yeah. And I always remember it was really funny because this came out uh, either just before or just after L.A. Noire. And okay. I remember playing L.A. Noire and in L.A. Noire, you could completely fuck up the criminal investigations. Yeah. And it didn't matter. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter. Nothing changed. The story carried on. And I um, remember, like, uh, I think it, I played that. I, I must have played Alain Noir after this. It was like, that shit. If I'm in. Yeah. yeah. If I'm arresting. I, I you know, if I'm arresting the wrong person, there should be consequences to the. St- like, the, yeah, it didn't work like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Alain Noir. Yeah, and you. Um, in Alain Noir, you would. Um, you could collect loads of evidence and you'd have an idea and you'd go to the interview, like, the interrogation scenes and, like, yeah, they didn't make any sense. Anyway, we're not talking about Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, your Ethan basically is given lots of cha- well, challenges to do to prove he loves his son, and they yeah. get like progressively more horrific, don't they? Yeah. Um, like, the f- there's, there's one where he has to. I think he has to saw off a finger. Yes. Um, um, I didn't know do- that there were things you were supposed to do. I yes, literally there's... just got the cleaver or whatever it was and went <laughs> bang and, and did it. There's a- there's a way to do it that it's it doesn't like harm him as much. Yeah. Like you can like like do it do it in a way that it's it's quite nice. <laughs> I think at the first time I played it, I did it the most horrific. Like I took a chainsaw to his fingers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but, like jammed it in a door and shut it. Fucking <laughs> hell! It's so. Like, <laughs> not sure that's right. Like you, yeah, there's a trophy if you do it in the most sort of like hygienic way. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember there's a there's a bit like I think this the first or second challenge you've got to drive the wrong way through a motorway. Yeah, that's quite a good one. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's quite a sore based. Very sore. Yeah, yeah, especially the like the crawl on broken glass type one as well. Yeah, yeah. it's it's you know it it does I'm, very much feel like that. Um, and the kids, the kids are being killed because they're left in what is like a puddle that slowly fills up with rainwater. Yeah. Which is horrible. Yeah, that's pretty horrific. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they probably die of pneumonia anyway. <laughs> I mean, yes, but not before drowning. <laughs> that's, mm. I think that's the thing. Um, 
yeah it's um i mean in, in yeah it's a, it's a it's quite unique to, apart from the the game that came after yeah which was um uh beyond two souls which it, more mystical that game i think this game played it right by having a you know it's just a like you said it could be an episode of the x-files well yeah. again it could be an episode of csi yeah yeah could be a you know late night yeah late pop, night pop. budget b movie yeah yeah but yeah cool so uh what did you get for uh number six number six i have infamous two. Oh, you do you know what i've oh, i totally forgot about infamous but all right carry on yeah, um, so Infamous is... Uh, I, I really found it hard to pick between Infamous and Infamous 2. Yeah, I was as I well. think I slightly prefer the story in Infamous 1. Yes. Um, but I think the gameplay is better in Infamous 2. Yeah. And the city. Um, so, it's got more, it's got yeah. more character, the, the city, in Infamous 2. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a... This is one of the... This is before we got we get Spider Man games. This is like one of the best superhero games. Came out. Um, we were still we got the first Arkham game before this came out. Um, yeah. But this you, you felt like a superhero. But the the physics felt absolutely brilliant. I, the gameplay in this game is fantastic. Like, um, well, so actually, we're talking about um, controversies with character images. They when they released the first images of this game, they changed Cole's look. Right. Um, and quite a few people were up in arms about it to the point they redid it. He, he so basically in the first game he he bold guy in the second game he looks more like Nathan Drake. Yeah, he had a bit of a skinhead in the first game. Yeah, yeah, and then they just changed it back to make him a skinhead because like, well, that, that's who he is. Um, but yeah, you are you basically play this guy called Cole McGrath who's got electricity powers. Um, we won't go into what the the first game, but basically got electricity powers. There's this thing called the Beast coming. Yeah. Um, he fight tries to fight it and doesn't win. The beast de- decimates what's sort of a stand-in for New York. So Cole goes down to a stand-in for New Orleans, yeah, um, to work out how to to beat it. Yeah, and, and the game takes place there. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game. I haven't played it yeah. in a very long time, and it was kind of yeah. surprising um, when I was coming up with this list. I didn't even think about Infamous, or it would have would have been on here. Yeah, well, it was just. The way you controlled, like you felt like a superhero, like the, the fact you jumped and it, you jumped quite, you did a superhero, like you weren't yeah. flying, you could hover a little bit, but you know, you just felt like, oh, you jump and you jump like yeah. four times what a normal human could do. So you felt like, oh, I am powerful, not in, infinitely powerful, which sometimes yeah. is the problem with. Um, yeah, you superhero. didn't feel like Superman, but you felt like. Yeah. Well, you, there isn't really an equivalent that, like, I mean, unless you really know about like static shock or something. But yeah, you 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 would you could like um, surf on the power lines and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, well, that was from the Sly games, isn't it? Because that was the yeah sucker punch about the Sly games. So yeah, the the power line stuff. But yeah, it just felt so fast, and you could yeah, like you could surf on the power lines, and sometimes you had the ability to slow time and fire some electricity bolts as you're going on. It just felt yeah. so cool, like. The abilities in this game just felt so great to use. Yeah. Like, but similar to the way you felt when playing Spider-Man. Yes. Like, just fun to go around the city, find some enemies, and beat them. Yeah. Like the the city gameplay is great. Um. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I said I probably do prefer the story in the first one, but the story in this one's good. But yeah. this one just feels better. They do expand on your powers quite a bit. 
you are um you are uh you can get i think you get fire and ice powers to complement your electricity powers from yes um people to help you um and the the way they make uh the new orleans look is very good as well um yeah. you it, it, it again quite, quite... i would say it's it's very much the the first game felt a very generic new yorky kind of yeah. city i think it's called yeah. like empire city or something like that um and it's fine it's it wasn't bad but i would say uh is it numeray numeray yeah numeray has a better sense of place it's yes. like it's like if you stop at any one point in in numeray and you after you've been playing for a while you know where you are by yeah. the landmarks and stuff like that you don't kind of have to bring up a map too often to kind of you know have a look and go where hang on where am i you kind of know because the because it's built so well which is really good you know um you know uh really good game design really could, just, yeah. could do with more of that um but yeah I, I i really liked this game as well i thought it was fantastic that you know um i do agree the story could have been stronger in this one but the gameplay is so much better yeah yeah i i think um second son actually does i don't know why people tend to not talk about second son that much Maybe because it was a launch title. Maybe because it doesn't have coal in it. I don't know, but I think his second son. The gameplay is great as well, but the story is it's a bit of faltering. Oh, you I reckon? Think. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I quite yeah. like the the second son storyline, but that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I really like. I felt at that point when really second son is like give sucker punch an Avengers game because I think the second son you have an ability where you can basically use I you know Iron Man flies with his hands. Yes. There was an ability like that. You yeah. have four different, very distinct abilities in Second Son. Yeah. Um, four, because you got power some of the people. So that, um, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But the, th the thing is, though, Sony was really so many great PlayStation 4 exclusives that it, Second Son was early, and I think that's why people don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the same studio released... Um, uh, Ghost uh, of what? Tsushima? Yeah, why is my brain not working tonight? Um, which is a much better game. I think. Oh, Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima is astonishing. Um, you know, um, yeah. it's going to be much harder if we ever decide to do a best of PS4 list, really, to try really, and rank yeah, some of them. Yeah, well, yeah. Of so, that. Well, Hodge will probably be involved in that one, I think. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, my number six uh, is very different. Um, but funnily enough, it is also an open world game of a sort. It's Burnout Paradise. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I really loved this game. I thought this game was great. Um, you know, it's it's Burnout in an open world thing with, you know, uh, the best graphics the series had at the time. Actually, probably still the best graphic because there's been another Burnout since this. I don't think there has. Um, I think they just re-released no, this. They, the, the studio started making... Um... Need for Speed games like EA's. Oh, of course. Perhaps didn't they? Whereas everyone just like can just make another Burnout. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Burnout Paradise, so much fun. It's just a really fun arcade racing game where you smash the other cars into bollards and uh, the barriers and wipe them out. And that's an intentional part of the gameplay. We have a group of friends who play Forza on the regular, um, and they won't let Hodge play. Because uh, when Hodge plays, he regularly rams people off the road, and they see this as like, well, you wouldn't do that in a real race, sort of thing. 
Um, and that's why Hodge isn't allowed to play. I see this as correct behaviour. Unless you're Michael Schumacher or Sebastian Vettel or Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, regularly do it in real races. Yeah. Um, so, you know, bur- like Burnout Paradise is exactly like... I, I'm always more of a... Let's put it this way. I'm a more of a racing game person than I am a driving game person. And those are two different things. So yeah. I really always really enjoyed the Burnout series. And um, and this is the best one, basically. Um you know, loads of other challenges and fun things, and it's also got a great soundtrack. So yeah, Burnout Paradise, fantastic, loved it. Yeah, good. That is a very good game, indeed. Um, I played, I played about ten hours of it, and then for some reason never went back. But which is a bit of a shame because it's really fun. I um, think I platinumed this. Yeah, I have to go back and look, but I think I platinumed this on PS3. There is a remastered version if anyone's interested. So you could go yeah. back and yeah, um, yeah, it is available nowadays. Yeah. Um, cool. So my number five, and I don't think you would have got this one. Mm-hmm. It is Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch. No, no, I didn't have that one simply because I didn't play this one. Um, I, don't, I meant you wouldn't have guessed it. Oh no, I wouldn't have guessed it. No, 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 no. Yeah. So this is uh, basically in the PS3 generation, Final Fantasy games. Sort of, is it say shit the bed a bit too <sighs> aggressive? Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh-huh. fair. Um, we had Final Fantasy Thirteen, which, um, yeah, uh, again, I have a let's it's 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 complicated Final Fantasy Thirteen because I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Is mm. the problem? It's got some good things, but anyway, we're talking about Nino Cooney. Yeah. Yes. So this this was a um, sort of came out of nowhere. There weren't that many great RPG RPGs on the uh, PlayStation Three. Primarily released on the PlayStation Three, anyway. No, um, no. Th- this whole, actually, I would say this whole like generation. There's a bit of a dearth of them, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, everyone says good things about Lost Odyssey on the Xbox 360. Apparently, that's very good. Mm. Um, but you know, uh, but, but no. Yeah, I, it's maybe a discussion for another time. But I think Japanese game development in general struggled in the PS3 generation, yeah. and it's sort of come back when quite a big way recently um but anyway um so yeah this this is a uh japanese jrpg where you in partnership with studio ghibli so the cutscenes are the, the probably the best cutscenes you're going to see in games yeah because they're done by one of the best animators or if not the best animation studio that's ever existed um so yeah you you start this game as this boy who um almost drowns but you're saved by your mother um, and then she dies after. Yeah, she gets sick. Yeah. Um, your tears become a doll, which is a gift. And then um, that's revealed to be a fairy named Drippy, who has a brilliant Welsh accent. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, well, he's a fantastic character. Um, yeah. So he he goes into this other world and um, the, the world is in a terrible situation. Um, you are fighting a... Oh, I forget what you're fighting... I want to say genie. There's also the white, the wrath of the white witch, which is the end person. But I think throughout the most, the first two thirds of the game, you are um, fighting uh, dark Jin. right? Um, and you're sort of going around these different cities. Like uh, one of them, there's a cat king because Oliver's got a cat. Um, you basically collect um, things to help you fight, like Pokemon. Oh yes, yeah. Which you level up, um, like Pokemon. Um, 
and that's a really cool mechanic like each of them you, you sort of get this you, you get your team together like you would in pokemon it's more action based though because you go in the old zones and they they will do actions automatically and you can command them um it's like if you know pokemon had evolved from like, the game boy mm-hmm. at all um but yeah it's just such a really brilliant charming game um the only major criticism of it is it's the last third feels a bit tacked on. Yeah, uh, I, I wonder if this is a bit of a... Because um, I, I don't know too much about the game, but I wonder if this is... So are you aware of the... Of, of the What's the word I'll call? The process of international editions? That... No, I, I this was actually originally a DS game. Was it? Yeah, it was a DS game um, that I don't think format well and so the first two thirds of it is based on the ds game right um and then when they decided to make it onto playstation 3 yeah they added the the white witch part of it um okay but again that bit doesn't feel as charming and brilliant as the first two thirds of it right sort of basically oh here's this new area you've got to fight a white witch right okay you don't sort of meet like cat kings and like other lovable characters, you don't go to a to Drippy's world and like there's a like a Welsh mining village comedy club in Drippy's Island. What? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the greatest video game video game cutscenes of all time. You basically like there's two trolls just telling like a really bad joke, but it's the whole right. thing around it. We should we'll, we'll put that as part of the episode. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, so yeah. I I actually have this on the Switch, but I have barely oh. played it. So is that on the Switch, the first one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I think the second one is as well now. Yeah, the second one's not as good. Yeah, I do hear that. Um, yeah, it's Studio Ghibli weren't involved in the second one. Ah, uh, yes. Suffers a bit. There, there's good parts about the second one. I just don't think it's quite as memorable. Yeah. And the the fighting is more Pikmin. Ah, uh, okay. Sort of you. It's more you have people and then you get these little Pikmin Ghiblis or whatever they're called. And... Oh, with you. Yeah. Whereas this one is more you, you level up characters and um, get them to fight in your style. Like I remember the, the final boss, one of the final bosses was really hard. But I had a character that was very fast. Yeah. Could avoid things and had a healing spell. So it was just a case of like dodge, 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 hit, dodge, 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 hit, heal. Yeah, through it took it took a while, but it was like oh, well, this is one of my, the characters I've had all along, which uh, was great. Um, yeah, I um, can't praise this game enough. I don't think a lot of people played it. No, I think I think it was again. This might have been something at the time. Um, I don't think pe- people knew what it was. Yeah, it's it's quite a hard concept. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a JRPG from a studio that people didn't know that well. Yeah. Um, I think I picked it up in a sale because I think I listened to a podcast and saying how great it was mm. um, and completely agreed. I mean, I, I think if, if you don't want to play it, just go and have a look at the cutscenes. Yeah. I, I also think I vaguely remember something else may have came come out at its launch window. Maybe we'll do that in an episode or something because... Yeah, I'm sure it'll sure come in at some point. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll... Just quickly, we'll go on to uh, my number five. Yeah. My number five um, is uh, you, well, it's Dead Space Two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I I played Dead Space on the Xbox. Yeah, 
Uh, well, this is the thing. I played Dead Space 1 on the Xbox, but I played Dead Space 2 on the PS3. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I really, you know, it, it, uh, Dead Space 2 is great. Um, it's It does a lot of what the first game does. It does uh, and, and ramps it up. It has a very good idea of um, how you ramp up uh, from, from a, a horror, like basically how you do a horror sequel is you up the, the intensity um, as well as the scares because you've seen you've seen sort of zombie space limb people already mm-hmm. so where do you go from there well you go from there by basically concentrating a lot on the psychological horror of what's going on on the impact of this like because you've seen in the Ishimura in the first game of you know it's that thing of oh this thing can never be allowed to get to a population center and of course in Dead Space 2 hello we're the population center and the it's, havoc that's the aliens to alien yeah exactly yeah, it, it is that it yeah. is 100 percent a great way yeah um i would say it doesn't lose much of the horror either this is still there's still moments of this game which are unpleasant unsettling um frightening um i love the the like uh some of the new enemy types like the the bird-like ones which kind of dive behind boxes then peep out at you and then rush at you when they when they think they're not looking sort of like velociraptors or something yeah. um and of course the babies um in one of the most horrible uh enemy reveals of all time i think it's fair to say yeah um uh, yeah uh dead space 2 is great it does everything dead space 2 the first dead space 1 does and you know, just I wouldn't necessarily say improves on it, but gives you more. And yeah, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. Um, it, it's kind of interesting in this one. Isaac talks in the first game. He's a silent protagonist. In this one, he's very much more of a character. Um, and that sort of leads into a bit more of the idea of how, like, there's a there's a sort of the 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 sloppy body horror monsters are only one element in in this one um mm. there's also this sort of grander sort of cthulhu like cosmic horror also going on and you know you don't know to what extent isaac is being used um by the markers or whatever made the markers and to what extent yeah. is you know has his free will been corrupted and all this kind of stuff it's really it's really good yeah fantastic game dead space 2 Cannot wait for Callisto bit, Protocol. Yeah, I remember a bit at the end where to sort of remove any influence markers. You have to, there's a bit where you have to like line yep. a needle up with your eye. Yep. Horrible. Absolutely uh, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so it's so awful. Um, particularly if you do get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my nose again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah, genuinely, genuinely good game. So, cool. Um, what was your uh, next game, Kev? Your number four, yeah? yeah Properly, is Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, obviously we've done some previous lists and Metal Gear games have been the top of them. Um, I don't think this one is as good as Metal Gear Solid 3 or Metal Gear Solid 1 um, in their generation. It's a great game. It's only for fans of Metal Gear, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the storytelling is obtuse. Yeah, he but he does he does 
Kojima does do a good job of wrapping up all the threads of the franchise, but the threads are wrapped up in a what could only be described as a crazy way. Yes, yeah. Like the the, the idea that um, Liquid has suddenly possessed Ocelot by his arm, they do try and explain that away with science! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Nanomachine, um, son! <laughs> um, yeah, th- this is very much a game only for Metal Gear Solid fans, but it's it's great that like you said earlier the gameplay is really really innovative yeah um, it was you know in the way that you saw Metal Gear Solid 2 for the first time like how is this being done yeah the video game again it was that kind of leap um the type of things you could do in this game like little things like you could control that little yes the, t- little the baby Metal Gear, Metal Gear yeah um and there's there's bits that are just written for fans of the franchise like um when Raiden shows up, who was a very um, unpopular character, but he's just like incredible in this game. Yes, um, um, I did. I did what like one of my honourable mentions is Metal Gear Rising. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the, I mean, there's one bit where Raiden <laughs> stops a boat from crashing into it. Yeah, <laughs> so basically, Raiden's a cyborg in this, and uh, he seems to have super strength. Yes, um, but yeah, the uh, what are they? The, the the little mini Metal Gear rays are really cool. Um, oh, the ones that sound like cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're quite scary the first time you come across them. You do have to hide. You do yeah. have to hide a lot in this game. There's no run and gunning in this. Well, you can run and gun actually, but I, I think it's... not not till much later in the game. I, I think yeah. Um, each it, yeah, it has a five chapter structure. Um, so unlike other Metal Gear games, you are basically going to a different place each one. The reveal of chapter four is one of the best reveals ever, I think. Because you go back to Shadow Moses. Yes, yeah, so good. So it's like, yes. um, and you have a you control a Metal Gear in a Metal Gear fight. Yep. Which is just like, ah, I can't believe this is happening. This is yep. amazing. Um, yeah. The the bosses in every game, are, in every chapter are really cool. Um, again, they're very much based on Metal Gear Solid 1, but in a fun way. Yeah, um, I found them slightly disappointing. Okay. Because I just thought I thought in some ways they were like um you actually to be fair, it's probably not the bosses themselves, but when they end up in this weird sort of um like the media after boss fight where they've got like one HP, I was like, What do you want me to do here? I don't understand. I can't remember that. Where where you get them out of their cyborg suits and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Are you supposed to spare them? Because the, in the previous couple of games, there's been versions where you, you incapacitate the bosses rather than. Yeah, um... I think so. Something like that. I'm not. It's, but it wasn't clear what it's like. It's one of those moments of like, what do you want me to do, game? I don't. I've tried this. I've tried that, and that's. But that. that but yeah, that's a that's a gripe more than a serious. Yeah. You know. And there's like really, really, I don't think other games have done it since. There's bits where you have like picture and picture. So you can see you're fighting something. Yes. And you also see like Raiden fighting Vamp. Um, yeah. In another screen, screen, and you've got something else, another screen. They use that really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the fight to beat Vamp is quite interesting in that, like, he's pointed at this point, is like he's an unkillable monster. But yeah. You, have, you do get him. Um, and then, yeah, the, the bit at the end, the crawl. Yes. Through the, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I- I, I would say the one criticism that I would say for the, me of this game, which is why it forced it down longer, this is very much the Metal Gear game which has more cutscenes than gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. 
which are, yeah, which that's, you know, um, two, two is a bit like that. This is yeah. more like that. This is where I think someone should have gone, you need to calm down, which is funny yeah. because Metal Gear Solid 5 is pretty much the exact opposite. Yeah, there's no, there's no story. I mean, there is, like, there is, but you know what I mean, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, um, and also it's not told very well, but we'll, we'll come on to that at another point as a conversation for another day. Um, yes, yeah. and you have the iconic Snake versus Liquid fight. Yeah, they they do the style of every Metal Gear game. Yes, yeah, um, this is great. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't think it helps with the loading times as well. It was no that you had to install new bits of the game yeah. um, every few chapters. No, yeah. again, this is something he, like it he needs released to... this Konami. Yeah, like a, a re-release with uh, a PlayStation Five super fast SSD. Come on, yeah. or even an Xbox One. It's fine. Just do it. Give us, give us what we want. <laughs> give us the thing. Make money. No um, one wants. Is it Metal Gear Survive or whatever it was? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rumors still abound of a of a remake yeah. of some it's description true. coming yeah. to the Game Awards, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what's your number four? My number four was Journey. Oh, so, cool! Yeah, I, I, I thought you went up when I mentioned it. You might not have this, but yeah. No, no, I, I, I you know, I would say it might. Um, I, I, I won't spend too much long on it because I think we've kind of talked about it already. But I really loved this game. Um, I thought it was one of the, you know, generally one of the best experiences on the PlayStation Three. Just, you know, um. And it's kind of it's kind of funny that um, that you know you took from that that it's the, like the journey of a life starting at one place and going to another, and I kind of more view it as yeah, it's a journey of a life, but not necessarily like from old age into from being a young person into old age or anything more like that. More just that you know life itself is a journey, if that makes sense. Um, and of course, that's part of the whole idea. I mean, there are moments in this game which will stay with me forever um i'm thinking specifically of the bit where you're like um sliding on the sand through yeah that, that was the bit that i oh you... as, as youthfulness like yeah your, through, your through late teens early 20s where it's just like yay <laughs> yeah. yay um, where you know it's and you're going through like a tunnel or a castle and it switches to a side view for a little while and you know and again the sand like the 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 music and the presentation um it's just beautiful this game is is absolutely fantastic and then there's the underwater section which is mm. you know uh, or it, like it's sort of underwater because you're not underwater but it sort of feel like underwater and it's almost like everything's made out of paper and you see these whale like creatures pass you by yeah this game is uh, if if you do one thing if you've got a playstation just go play Journey. Do, do it. It's like it'll, it'll probably cost you nothing if it costs you anything at all. Do it. It's a couple of hours, and it's yeah, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. Yeah, cool. So I think that brings us on to our top three. Kev, what is your number three? So number three is Rock Band Two. Okay. So I was I was thinking about this today, um, and I was thinking, what game did I probably play most on the PlayStation Three? And I think it was Rock Band, too. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, so this this was at the height of these type of games. Um, they were like the, the sort of sales juggernauts at the time. Yeah. Um, and I got an exported version of Rock Band One because I was so excited to play it. So I had to get it 
said in the state because it was i don't know why it took so long to come over here that used to happen people mm. um because yeah because i was so into it and then rock band 2 came along and all right it wasn't um massively different from rock band one you i had all the instruments already but the track listing was fantastic it had a cool like career progression thing you could import your tracks from number one and you had one of the best like sets of dlc ever yeah and you could just pick what songs you want um spent quite a lot of money on that um but i just remember all the times we'd have friends over or me and my wife um would friday or saturday night get out rock band and just play it um and it was just so much fun just like we'll we'll do this we'll play for two hours and then yeah. have some drinks and enjoy it and like i think we did that multiple parties and i think that was the most fun i had on the playstation 3 yeah it was a great great time um when like playing stuff with friends in person which is fantastic yeah um, the the track they great track listing great just set up no, nothing too complicated you have drums you have Mike, you have guitars and you just have fun. Yeah, I think I had a couple of these. I didn't have, funny enough, I don't think I had Rock Band. I think I had a Guitar Hero one. I think mm. I had, oh no, I had a, a Rock Band Beatles one as well, which was all right. But, yeah, uh, I think, um, I don't think they ever got the, the track listing um, as, as good on the Guitar the, the guitar Heroes following like Guitar Hero 2. Yeah, I think, I think it started to become a bit of a, like, um, a best of, uh, how to put it, um less deep cuts and more this is one your dad likes sort of type yeah almost like the uh god right you know how we'll know when we're going to be old right when when they start doing like a new generation of rock band games and it's got all the songs we like and it goes the perfect gift for father's day <laughs> you know what i mean yeah god um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, no, brilliant. So uh, I, I definitely, I didn't play this one specifically, but um, yeah, fully get where you're where you're coming from with that. Uh, my number three is probably a little bit more on brand for me. It's God of War three. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Kratos. He's shouty. He's a barely barely human psychopath. Um, it's it's kind of fun because I saw someone uh, on Twitter and they were saying, "Oh no, God of War in the new 2018 and and God of War Ragnarok." He just cries all the time. Uh, can we have the old Kratos back? And number one, no, he doesn't. Number two, <laughs> number two, like old Kratos, like first trilogy God of War Kratos is not <laughs> is not actually a good character. He is. He is it's perfect great. for he's well that's what I mean. It's it's how how do you describe this? He is perfect for this series yeah. of uh of action games, but he is a barely functioning sociopath who's <laughs> just got one thing on his mind, and what he's got on his mind is tearing off the sun and the head of the god of the sun and using yeah. it as a fucking lamp. So yeah. you know. <laughs> that, and that's like how you start this game is by murdering two gods immediately. Yeah. Um, it is just like it's like that story of that bear who took a bunch of like uh, who sniffed a load of cocaine. Yes, yeah, um, and died like twenty minutes later, but was like unstoppable. Like that's how I feel about Kratos. He's just like the yeah. rage of that bear on cocaine. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, this is the game. This is the game where you beat up Poseidon, and to finish him, 
you give him the old uh, Blade Runner <laughs> thumbs through the eyes. And to do that, you have to push the L3 and R3 stick buttons to literally push your fingers in. It's so... Push my fingers into his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... It's so brutal and graphic, but also it's the other thing is it's such a well-made game. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you could like the 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 I would say the almost slightly regrettable edginess of it is fun now. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, um, but it's actually still a wonderfully made um, RP like. Uh, sorry, action adventure action, game. Yeah. Um, one of our friends was kind of asking a little while ago, "Oh, what can you play that's like Zelda but on another console?" Kind of God of War. Um, little bit, you can get there. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's got inter- it's got all those things that you love, like the interconnected levels and the huge bosses and the you know the good like the amazing character work. Um, yeah, God of War three is just. Uh, it, you know, it's it is a perfect ending to that trilogy of games. Um, yeah. uh, it's funny when you sort of go back and go, well, how do you top this? Well, you top it by doing something completely different, which is obviously what they did in twenty eighteen. But yeah, God of War three. Yeah, great. it's it's interesting because I feel like God of War one and God of War two fit quite well within two thousand five two thousand seven. Yeah, and then it, it started to, it started to feel like a bit of an outlier by God of, by two thousand ten. Yeah, which is when it. Three came out like the character is a PlayStation Two character. Yes, um, yeah. like you said, it's just rage. I mean, if you start this game, you are fighting on platforms, and then it zooms out, and you're actually on a Titan's back. And it's yes, like, incredible. Yeah, but the the, the and I don't think the the bit I remember the most is when you um, I think you fight Kronos, that's Zeus's dad. But yeah, or not. Um, he's the he's sort of been thrown out of. Uh, the world the that's right in the in yeah. the first game the first game mostly takes place on a temple on Cronus back in this yes. game it like so like most of the game takes place in that temple it's like yeah. you know it's it's the dracula's castle or of of this game of that game basically yeah. um and then in god of war 3 you fight that person who carried yeah. the first game on his back yeah, <laughs> like the fucking it's, it's, the scale is incredible. I think like yeah. at one point you rip off its fingernails and yeah, like you're not as, you're like a tenth of the size of the fingernails. Mad. Yeah, it's fucking it's 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 brilliant. The scale of it is insane. You know, um, it's it's really it's 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 basically Sony Santa Monica having mastered their craft properly, yeah. um, and then you know it's. I think probably the only huge problem with the next game they did, God of War Ascension, is that God of War Three exists. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think people are tired of the character at that point. Yeah, I think also they'd put the Vita, not the Vita, the PSP games. Yes, on the PlayStation at that point. So I mean, I played them, and they were good. Um, yeah, they are actually. Was, They're really good. Yeah, there was a bit of like, how does this all fit in and. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there was a bit of um, uh, how to put it, some like uh, retconning and stuff like that that went on in in Ascension, and you know, and also just Ascension isn't isn't as interesting, um, right. you know, gameplay wise. When, when you fought 
Hades and you fought Cronus and you fought Poseidon. Yeah. Like, it really, it doesn't, nothing really tops that, does it? You know, no, you, you're quite yeah. right. It's like, it's like, uh, and we're going to take a step back and show you, like, God, like, before, like, because Ascension is a prequel, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it's set before God of War 1. Is it before? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Or between God of War 1 and 2. And it's like, it yeah. kind of, it didn't need to exist. Um, no. It but... was, it was one of those funny times that they wanted to get a game out. Uh, yeah. But I mean, they, it came out late in the PS3 generation. Um, should have probably put a bit more time into it, made it a PS4 game. Again, not available on anything at the minute, apart from um, if you're paying top tier for Sony's streaming stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but, but sorry, yeah, but God of War, War 3, 3 is. is a, there's a remastered version, I think. Yeah, there is. God of War 3 has a remastered version, a PS4 version, which is yeah. great. Yeah. So, um, and, and, yeah. Um, yeah, God of War 3 is just a fantastic character action game. It's not much more I could say about it other than that. I, think, I mean, also remember a bit where there's Hera is in that game and she's like in her garden and she's just yeah. really drunk and she's like, you've just killed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Like all my sons, all my brothers, all my sisters, everyone is dead. Yeah. What, what, what more? And I think Kratos just murders her as well. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Listen to, this, this is not a, you know, this is not a, a, a this is not a man who's who's really up for it, any discussion at this point. Um, and it's yeah. also quite cool that when you do kill the gods, like when you kill uh, Poseidon, the seas raise. When you kill Helios, the sun falls from the sky, and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I do like. We'll, we'll probably go on to. Ragnarok at some point, but I do like that that has really informed his character. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll uh, I, I still haven't beaten Ragnarok yet. It's too big, too big. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, so what was your number two then, Kev? I wonder if we've got the same number one and two. Okay, my number two is Uncharted Two. My number two is Uncharted Two. Yeah. So we've probably got the same number one, I would have yes, thought. Would have um, thought so. Yeah. Um, Uncharted so, Two is brilliant. Yeah, I I remember getting this. I used to have to occasionally work Saturdays, and I got this game. Went to work on a Saturday morning, came back, and it was in the post. It arrived in the post. Didn't have a child at this point. I put it in and played it for probably the next twelve hours. Yeah. Um, went to bed. Woke up in the morning and then played it for the next one. <laughs> yeah. I think I finished this in the weekend. Um, but it's one of those you just can't. I just couldn't take my hands away from the controllers. Like this is so good. Yeah, and um, it's it's worth knowing, right? That as a technical showcase, the first Uncharted game is is brilliant. As a game, as an overall game, the first Uncharted game is probably a seven out of ten. Uncharted yeah, one, I'd say an eight. But, but um, like, there, there's two. There's there's quite a lot of um, bad guy rooms, which was yeah, yeah, and, which and was a thing again at the time. You you would you get into a room, bad guys would keep coming in. You'd shoot them. You had to you had to advance to a certain point in the room, yeah, to hit the checkpoint, yeah. But then there was it was also stuff like the jet ski bit where it's like, oh, we're going to jump on a jet ski and we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to shoot mines, which are suddenly here. Like it was very. Um, it, it felt almost like a test, right? Uncharted One, when you go back and play it now, feels like a test. 
for this. And this is fucking brilliant from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has one of the best opening scenes of uh, a, a video game of all time. Pos- like, I, I'm going to say one of the best scenes of any piece of fiction media of all time. Where you wake up and you're on a train and then you realise that the train is dangling, train car is dangling off a, you know, a, a cliff. And you are like, and you see all the things fall through the carriage and stuff. It's fucking brilliant. It's yeah. amazing. The uh, the the argument against that is the next game we're probably going to talk about. But um, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, you're introduced to this world as you know, you are hanging off a train, and that was the E3. That was the Game Awards trailer, wasn't it? Oh, or was E3? it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, like... That was how they revealed the games. Like, yeah, no, fuck them. Yeah. So maybe I'm, I'm gonna them. maybe I'm gonna caveat that and say it's probably the most fun and engaging. Maybe even better, like, oh, it's so different. But the, yeah. just the opening thing of he wakes up, he's on the train, you're like, oh, okay. And then things fall through. It's so good, this game. Yeah. Uh, it's It does everything that the original game did. And then, uh, and, and also, what's re- what I really love about uh, Uncharted 2 is how it plays with player expectations. Because you start off the game and there's um, Zoe, you know, and she's kind of set up to be, like, the love interest for this game. Because there was... Um, you mean uh, Chloe? What did I say? Zoe. Zoe, I do mean Chloe. Chloe yeah. is set up, and then uh, there is... Uh, oh, God, what's there's her name? There's another guy um, who like immediately betrays you. Yeah, there's another guy yeah. who immediately betrays you. Whereas Elena it was the, the love interest in this game, yeah. and it's, Chloe... It's, it, you, you sort of get, oh, is it going to be like James Bond? Was a different love interest in every game? Yeah. And then it blindsides you because halfway through that game, it's uh, it's Elena from the first game. Yeah. What? And she, <laughs> like, and she even like introduced herself as like I'm last year's model. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like what? Well, you, you, what? Fi- you find you find Elena in a city in Nepal that's basically a war zone because of the like you are chasing this treasure in uh, Shangri-La. Yep. That this warlord is chasing, and he has turned this city into a war zone, and you are in that war zone while you know. Buildings are collapsing. You're running around like there's a tank. It's mad. It's just like, again, at the time, like I've never seen anything like this. This is yeah. pure yeah. film adrenaline. That like I am playing a action film. I'm, I'm, you know, it's the best Indiana Jones film that that yeah. hasn't been made. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's yeah. that. Um, it's 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 genuinely a fantastic thrill ride from start to finish and i know what how that sounds but it just is it's uh, it's good the you could you can make arguments about the the shooting gameplay but it's it's pretty it's oh, cover based it's fine it's fun it's it keeps the, but that's almost not the point it keeps the it's action moving what you're playing is you're almost playing an action sequence mm. you know um it's 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 such a, a an amazing like ride basically um, I want to play it again. I wanted to play. If I wanted to play a precision suit shooter, I would get a PC. Yeah. And play a precision suit shooter. I'm playing a console. I don't care. It's fine. The shooting is good for what it is. Yeah. It doesn't need to be better than that. Yeah. Um, um, in in fact, I always feel like there is a little bit of sloppiness about Nathan Drake. Like he is just surviving by the skin of his teeth every time. Yeah. If he was like, um, you know, if he's like the the best sharpshooter ever it's like you know you are just surviving each fight like yeah um 
you you are supposed to have the idea that he survives more through luck than skill, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, you know, you're supposed to hang off ledges and shoot people. You're supposed to like dodge out of the way. You're supposed to try and fist fight some people. You're supposed to like try and pick up a grenade, throw the grenade, run away. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. You're not you're not playing a precision shooter. So people who say it's not a precision shooter, it's like that's not the point of the game. Yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't Ghost Recon or Modern Warfare or yeah. anything like that. You're not a super soldier. You are. This is pulp. This is a pulp action hero. If you've ever watched a pulp action hero film like Indiana Jones, have you yeah. ever noticed how the Nazis always seem to shoot just at his feet? It's that sort of... It's that energy that this game mm. has. Of course, well, I'd say the, the, the bad guys in this game are a bit more fucking <laughs> accurate than that, actually. But you, it's that's the idea. It's just about surviving. Um, yeah, I, all, like a lot of it, mate. You know that fight in... Is it Raiders of the Lost Ark? Where... Yeah. He's fighting that big, big Nazi. Yes. Who just keeps throwing him around. And like I think he only gets him in the end because the, the plane propeller comes. The propeller, yeah. Like he would have lost. I think a lot of that that is Nathan Drake. Yeah. Hundred percent. A lot of the fight sequences. Whereas the, the character Nathan Drake is Mal Reynolds from Serenity from Firefly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um whoever whoever decided, right. We need uh, Tom, what's his name, who plays Spider-Man to play Nathan Drake, needs a slap. It's, it's, the movie's fine, but it's like, that is not Nathan Drake, so I don't know why why you have him they, there. They should have made it ten years earlier. And yeah, a, something like that. Um, um, but yeah, Uncharted 2, I, I, I kind of, I want to play it again. That, oh, so good. Um, why is it, but here's, here's the question, why is it Uncharted 2 and not Uncharted 3? Um, I'm just going to say, uh, just a further thing. The I feel like it's got the best action sequence on any game for a long time is the train sequence. Yes, hundred percent. Like I, th- I got to the point where um, you run to get the train, and I went to bed. I was like, no, I need to go to sleep. It's late. Um, I'm falling asleep. And then I played that in the morning. And I was just like, mouth, jaw, jaw open, like wide. Like what? I can't believe I'm playing this. Yeah. You are. You basically fight all your way through a train, going up a mountain. At one point, there's a helicopter firing at you. You see the scenery change. It's all struck. I don't, I, I don't quite know how they did it. No. Um, Fucking witchcraft. Uh, yeah. Um, and obviously, it ends with the where you start the game, as in that train has gone off the rails, exploded, and you are hanging from it. Yeah. With a, a gut shot, basically, as well. So Yes. Yeah. Um. It's just one of the most incredible sequences I think I've ever played. So good they did it twice. <laughs> they do it yes, again. Yes, they, they did it in uh, Lost, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Which I, I think they topped it in Lost Legacy, but again, that is yeah, uh, almost ten years later. Yeah, and and yeah. it's and they definitely know. It's definitely a nod to that original yeah. one in Uncharted Two. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. like a it's like a you like this one, you're gonna love this one sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so why Uncharted 2 and not Uncharted 3? Um, I think Uncharted 3 played with some things. I don't know if I te- I really liked the idea that Drake was not really a descendant of Drake. I think they rescued it in Uncharted 4. Yeah. I think the plane sequence, which was the sort of the thing that they did in lieu of the train, wasn't as long or as interesting. Yeah. Um, I really liked the boat sequence in Uncharted 3. Uh, Uncharted 3. I don't remember um, the boat sequence. You're basically you're fighting on a boat and the boat is rocking and oh yes yeah yeah changes it's it's really well done I think that is the se- the best sequence in that game yeah um, 
I think there is there is a few there's a few things as well in Uncharted Three, where things are not. It feels like a game that what that didn't get the time to like properly finish. Not not in the way that often happens where a game comes out and you know uh, there's bugs and stuff like that. I don't think it had that, but it has some things where, for example. Uh, they tease a lot of things about the um, the bad guys, like main henchmen. Like he takes, yeah. a, he gets shot at one point and disappears, and yeah. it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he vanishes through a wall that shouldn't be there, and it's never mentioned yeah. again. Loads of little hints and stuff that yeah. he may be something supernatural, and but then they the, no, he's just a guy. Like, like at the end, yeah. he's just a dude. It's like, what? I don't. What is that? Like, that. I think there's a few bits in there like that where it's like, I don't. There are some really good bits, um, but oh, yeah, it's just three is. Uh, I try two is a ten. Try three is a nine nine point five out of ten. Yeah. I, I um, yeah. There's there's also some fake outs. Like they they fake suddenly dying and then yes, go back on that quite quickly. Um, it's like I said, there were elements of it. That just didn't quite work with Uncharted Three, and a part of the problem is they they did so much with Uncharted Two. Like, how do you top it? Yeah. Um, like, I think probably one of the most interesting things about Uncharted Three is the bit where you suddenly are a young Drake. Yeah. And I think they leaned on that more than Uncharted Four. Yeah, that's right. Think... We'll, we'll we'll layer in the the characters more in Uncharted Four, and I think Uncharted Three. Um, also, Drake is in quite a dark place in Uncharted Three. Yeah, it's it's very much more. It's a different vibe, I think. Yeah, yeah. he he's obsessed. Yeah, um, which in in it, it's always been so in Uncharted one and two, uh, the chase felt fun. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? It was uh, whereas in Uncharted three, it's a bit more of a this is you know this is something. Yeah, it it feels a bit more. It feels almost like the stakes for Nathan are too high. Yeah. Like, like where a point where someone would kind of go, "Oh no, I'm going to give this up," which sounds weird compared, like that he's you know fought a warlord and all this kind of stuff. But you know, those are things he's been in the right place at the right time to do, as opposed to kind yeah. of going on a capital Q quest. So yeah. yeah, it's it's a bit of a different vibe. Um, but again, it's a great game. Yeah, and I think probably if we'd have put two in, I think they might, you know, Uncharted three would have been higher. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uncharted three would have if if we were doing more than one per franchise, which we tend not to do, it would have been Uncharted three then Uncharted two, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a sequence where you chase after tanks, which is very Indiana Jones. Yes. Uh, Last Crusade thing, which is great. And like, there's lots of really great stuff in this. Yeah, uh, in Uncharted three, but I think Uncharted two just did everything better and. In the more exciting yeah. way. So, do you want to mention some honourable mentions? Yeah. Um, sure, everyone can work out what number one is. So, uh, in Infamous is probably uh, Infamous one and two are probably my honourable mentions. They might have taken a spot if I'd thought about them, but then me not thinking about them is probably a bit telling. Um, and Ratchet and Clank: um, Tools of Destruction. That was the first Ratchet and Clank game I ever played. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, was that the second first one on the PS4? The that PS3? was the first one on the PS4. Yeah, uh, PS3. Cracking time, yeah. Crack time was better. I thought that. One. I didn't um, play that one. Oh, okay, I think that is a better one. The puzzles are really cool in that. They're bending time and stuff. So. Ah. Um, 
yeah, so my honorable mentions, I I almost had God of War 3 in it. I think because the characters moved on so much, I sort of felt uh, in quite oh, fit. Yeah. I, I had Resistance 3. I... The thing is, the Resistance games are great while you're playing them. Don't remember a thing about them other than they're, you know, World War Two alien monster things. Um, yeah, I think this one I felt meant a bit more and that you were basically... It was sort of like a little bit of a proto other game I'm going to talk about. Um, yeah. That you were journeying from what place A. You basically were in a version of America that was defeated. Yes. Yeah. Like mankind had lost. Yeah. It was just like the small pockets of people left and um yeah it felt a bit like have you ever played the metro games kev no no i have to i should try them i just couldn't get on with them yeah Re resistance 3 feels very much like a metro game yeah. um but um, but, um in, uh, what's the developer insomniac yeah um just make great guns yeah they do yeah. yeah, but the, the the guns in this game are really interesting and cool. It's like, oh, I got this weapon, I can use it less for this, and it's like, it, yeah. Um, yeah. Resistance is a funny old franchise in that I think I, I played Resistance One um, early on in the PlayStation when I first got a PlayStation Three because it was like one of the highest recommended. That's got a very cool vibe. It's set yeah. in a, like a desiccated Britain on the side of invasion. Um, and another, I would say, kind of um, similar franchise. Um, but I would also say Killzone 2 and 3 are probably in my honourable mentions as well. Yeah, I see, I really like Killzone, um, Killzone 3. Yeah, which I do as well. I think that's a really good game. Yeah. Um, Killzone, 3, Killzone 3 is better because it doesn't force you to do the claw. Um, it's worth saying both those games still look fucking amazing. Um, mm. They still look great. Um, you know, like we sort of said, when things were on the PS3 you know, for and were made by you know, made for the PS3. They look fantastic and a lot of them like you you just make that four K and sixty FPS and people wouldn't probably wouldn't tell the difference between a lot of modern yeah. games. Um all right, okay. Like up the uh, my, my other one but... my other one was unfinished one. Oh, okay. I really, really cool. Um... I didn't know that was a PS three game. I think I played that on yeah, PS4. Yeah, well, it was an exclusive PS3 when it came out. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, but again, I think that studio eat what remains to be Finch is better. But yeah. Um, so yeah, should we? I mean, should we talk about Motorstorm Apocalypse? Yeah. Um, frankly, the greatest racing series where you can play as a yeah. big truck for no discernible reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not the fastest vehicle. Um, it's not, and but you can. No, obviously, our number one is The Last of Us. Probably known to most people now or will be known as The Last of Us Part 1. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know where you begin talking about this game um, because it, it, you, you, have, that... you have two points where you start talking about this game. You start talking about the beginning, which, again, we've, we've, we've just talked about you know, it's probably its only other contender is also another Naughty Dog game for the best opening of a video game of all time. Yeah. Possibly was, the best this opening. Was Naughty, this yeah. was Naughty Dog's generation. Yeah, it was. They, they, uh, they established themselves as the best studio in the world. Yeah. And, or you talk about the end, which is the best video ending of a video game of all time. Possibly one of the best endings of any piece of fiction of all time. Um, the Last of Us felt so far ahead of other video games yeah. that came out in 2013. 
that I actually think, apart from Last of Us Part Two, the God of War franchise, other video games still haven't caught up. In terms of its storytelling, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I very I quite recently replayed through um, the the Last of Us on um, PS4. Funnily enough, just before they announced that the right. um, PS5 version was coming out, so like I'll be picking that up on sale at some point. But you know, I had no no desire to go go back and replay it um, quite that soon afterwards. Um, and what stands out is number one, how good the gameplay actually is. Oh, um, it's, it's phenomenal! It's it like it feels like absolute design for the world that's in yes yeah you are again i think we mentioned it with a, a few of the resident evil games you're constantly you have just enough ammo yeah you have to think about things you you can't just like go into place and just shoot things no you will die you have to be stealthy you have to use the skills that are available to you you have to you know if you can craft enough i think the shivs to yeah. get rid of the, the uber clickers it's just clickers yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you can get enough shivs to get rid of them and then take out the other things, you're doing well. But yeah, like I've, that, yeah, that moment where you you're crawl while well, you're you're creeping up on uh, a clicker and then a runner runs into the room and it just spots you and you're like fuck. Uh, it's it perfectly encapsulates that vulnerability that they were going for with this game. You you do not feel safe ever, and again, what it does even better is humans are even more frightening than the monsters yeah. in this game. Yeah, David is terrifying. Da- David is, yeah, he is, he, yeah, he's he's a monster. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, uh, Michael uh, Jackson vibes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like a, a Republican preacher. Um, yeah. It's not good. Um, yeah. Um, it's just it's and and also what's really good is I sort of from again I like I say I played through it not too recently so that when I played through it I'd completely on I'd completely forgotten about David specifically and when you meet him as Ellie and then it's like okay he's just like oh we're just another people and then it's like no he's not it's mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's so good um, and the way it deals with you know uh, Joel as a character where he is, you know, when you start the game, he is hunting people down to kill because to get money off them or to get tokens off them. That's that's who Joel is at the start of the game. And you build a relationship with Ellie throughout the entirety of the game. And you start to... Uh, and, and Joel becomes less of a dick, basically. He starts off the game very much that kind of you know, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to take this girl anywhere. I'm not interested. This is just a job kind of thing. And of course, as the game progresses, um, he he regains some of his humanity. Um, There's that bit. I think it's in the like the autumn chapter, some autumn, yeah. um, and where you get into a city and there's someone like pretending that their car's broken down and like yeah. Immediately, Joel says that. Or uh, pretend that someone's injured, like that person's fine. Like, oh, he, you get he the, runs him over. He runs him over yeah. in his car. Well, yeah, yeah, but you get the impression that Joel knows exactly that trick because he's pulled it millions of times. Oh, he says, yeah. yeah, he says, how did you know about the the ambush? And he goes, because I've been on both sides. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done it. He's yeah, uh, and you know this this was when <laughs> you know uh, 
you almost can't talk about part one without talking about part two when people are like no joel didn't serve nothing what are you talking about it's like no 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 you joel joel at the start of the the last of us um or at least what not not the very start but you know what i mean when you when you meet, catch up with him in the apocalypse in the art of he is a bad man who has done bad things um you know uh, there's it doesn't really it doesn't really become him as as ellie's dad until he tries to give her to his brother and mm. then then kind of goes no we're, we're in this together now that's the moment where it changes from I'm Joel. I'm I'm a hard dick, and I only look after myself, sort of thing. To yeah. I, I'm your dad now, and of course, yeah. And and Ellie's Ellie's, you know, she's grown up an orphan essentially in this, mm-hmm. in the city. She's never had anyone. You you I know recommend playing the the DLC Left Behind because um, again you you meet someone yeah. that was dear to Ellie that she loses. Um, so anyone that you know she someone who shows interest and in cares for her she she does gravitate towards um she never had that um yeah ellie becomes a uh a surrogate for joel's actual daughter who dies in the opening sequence yeah um yeah that just just the, 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 this game is so great <laughs> i just remember the first time playing it and just thinking i, I just yeah felt at the time like nothing's you know can anything be better than this and yeah the, just the the direction, the way every area you go to looks, the structure of autumn, winter, spring, summer. Yeah. Um, or was it summer, autumn? Yeah. I, think I can't autumn. quite remember, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the moments of the game, the side characters, like the, the way they thought about how people living would be in this world. Um, yeah. You meet, you meet Bill. He's this guy that lives in this town. Uh, he had a partner um, who he alienated. So much that the partner hung himself, or well, that's how you interpret it. Yeah. Uh, or just the partner couldn't stand living in the world anymore. Um, so isolated because Bill just set traps everywhere. Um, yeah, David, who's horrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no black or white in this game. Everything's grey. Yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, oh, apart from David, who is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, plenty. There's plenty of. I mean, there's plenty of. Uh, uh, but there's also like there's a bit where you're trying to escape with um, a number of like with another uh, yeah guy and his uh, younger brother yeah and uh, and it's funny because you start hearing like the bad guys talk about you hmm. you know they're like they're like oh, we don't really care what's going on they're killing our friends sort of thing and it's like yeah you, like they never shy away from the idea that the people you are against are people they might not be good people but they are people yeah. and that's you know you're not supposed to do that in video games you're supposed to, you're supposed to blam blam the bad people um yeah. you know it's the game is it's it is a fantastic piece of storytelling and you know it's um, uh, the i i do wonder how much of it is going to carry on in uh the tv show the hbo tv series because... Yeah, it's interesting that the series, you know, if they mess it up, mm. people are gonna be very angry. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't think it should be like. Yeah, you know, I don't mind changes as no. long as changes make sense, and I, I understand why they would make changes. But um, yeah, it's. Um... Well, you you don't want a Halo TV show on your hands. 
basically. Well, I don't think they need to. Plus, HBO know what they're doing. So yeah, I mean, know. it's. it's... I, I mean, there, there's a reason they've gone for it in that potentially this is a, you know, you could make this into a Game of Thrones popular level popular thing because it's, yeah. you know, it's like oh, imagine if Walking Dead was done but with competence. Yeah. No. But to be fair, I Walking Dead had some really good seasons and some really good episodes, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 only when it got to the end where it's like okay you've done this now. Um, yeah, well, as a side, I really enjoyed the final season of Walking Dead, the final two eight episode blocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, this is just one of the best pieces of art ever made. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and and you know. It's it's funny that it's only competi- it's only competition in this generation is also made by the same people, yeah. which is Uncharted Two, and it's only only real competition as a video game in in its is its sequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I feel like I, no hyperbole at all. Like other than God of War, no one's caught up to the original Last of Us yet. No, and they topped it with well, they've topped it with Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, which does things a storytelling in a way that's completely different. Like, in fact, the the story Last of Us Part One is quite simple in comparison to Part Two. Yeah, we'll get to that at some point. Um, yeah, it's and this is not a simple story. It's no, the last. It's funny because the Last of Us Part One is a straight line, pretty much. Um, Yeah. Uh, and you know, and uh, it's in, I I kind of feel like the story of the Last of Us Part Two is a kind of like a, a spider web or a spiral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think this is where comparisons with Godfather Part One and Godfather Part Two come in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like yeah, you're jumping around in timelines and things, but um, yeah. And I know some people didn't like the way Last of Us Part One Part Two structured it, but. I understand why they did that. I mean, again, that's a that's a different conversation. Yeah. Last of Us Part One is the best game of this generation, and and it's the th- it's not really close. No, I mean, well, uh, let's put it this way: it's probably the best game of this generation for our specific tastes. The only yeah, other, yeah, fair. The only the only competition I would say um, in space because would be things like uh, Skyrim. Yeah, um, yeah. Or Mass Effect, um, uh, and and uh, and and they don't they don't speak to my taste as much as something like The Last of Us does. Um, the, the, yeah, this is the thing with The Last of Us: you are not role playing. No, you are playing the story as told. Yes, there's a bit at the end where I think some people expected to have a choice. Yeah, it's like no, there is no choice. This is what this is what this character does. Yeah, because this is the character. I've heard people sort of try and explain that that Joel um, only only killed the doctors because he didn't think the fireflies were competent, and Joel's actually su- secretly a super nice guy. That's fucking bullshit. Joel, no. like, it doesn't matter whether whether you believe that um, whether that you know whether you believe the fireflies are competent or not or any of that. What I believe is that Joel will hundred percent of he could have thought that was the world's greatest surgeon in the entire world. And that the fireflies were hundred percent committed and you know competent people. He's still pulling that trigger every single time. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so you know. Um, it's again, 
talking about The Last of Us is uh, like it's head and shoulders above every other game we talked about, and uh, like it, it still is um, across a lot of multiple of games. I think this hurt a lot of other um, studios in some ways because they're like, shit, we've got to try and live up to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them have made the attempt and some of them haven't. Um, but it's in terms of in terms of a story matched with gameplay, matched with performances, like if you want everything that goes into a, a modern video game, The Last of Us Part 1 is, is probably still the best video game of all time. Well, well, when we do our list, we'll have a talk about things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, also, one other moment I just really like to point out is the bit where you find the giraffe. Yes. Oh God. Um, like tears. Yeah, hundred like, percent. It's just this everything, everything they've been through, yeah. and this young girl just like she just gets this moment of pure joy from yeah. seeing a giraffe, and like you think she grew up, she grows up in this world that's just brutal and like she doesn't get to experience things like going to zoos or you know things yeah. like that like, this lovely moment like yeah and it's... it's it's also a lovely moment you see the giraffes walking across and think well okay humanity has kind of fallen you've seen that throughout this game but life is carrying on yeah it's uh yeah that moment with the giraffes is, is absolutely i think I, I genuinely teared up again the second when i played it earlier this year it's so yeah so good. Um, yeah. What? What? Right. So. There's, there's nothing else to be said. Like, no, like, no. The, 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 the seriously, the seriously, it would just be us continuously praising the Last of Us, um, which we've already, we've done enough of. I'm sure you're tired. So it just kind of remains to say that was our top ten PlayStation Three games. Um, at some point, we'll probably get together and do Xbox 360. We've still got yeah, few, like we still got to do like GameCube and stuff, and a few others as well. Yeah, we're we're picking ones. That, well, the, the reason we did this one is because Hodge is an available. I don't think he played as many PS3 games as you and I. So I think I didn't even know he had one, one until you told me he did. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he. I think he's like he played Last of Us, but I don't think he's played enough. Um, so I think other ones will be the three of us. Yeah. Um, apart, we I think we suggest we got we can do Vita and. Um, PSP, you and I, but I think that's it. I don't that's know fun. if I well, no. I, hmm, did I own ten Vita games? <laughs> that's you must have played ten Vita games. We might, we might have to combine Vita and PSP. No, I think we should combine. You know, combine them because yeah, you yeah. know, Vita could play PSP games. So I think, yeah, do both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Uh, right. In that case, then it just remains for me to say I've been Matthew Wynn, and over there is a Kevin Hodgkinson. No. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us, please just spread the word and get in touch via Twitter at late underscore pod or email us at toolateupdate at gmail.com. If you'd really like to contribute, you can just buy us a coffee via buymeacoffee.com slash toolateupdate. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.